Good morning, I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyber space through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. We're back. We're live again. We were on vacation for about three Saturdays, and we're back for a while. Not taking any vacations. Uh, You're listening to Earl Stewart live. And in the studio with me, we have Nancy Stewart, my co-host. We have, of course, Rick Kearney, our certified diagnostic master technician, the guy that knows everything about cars. And we've got our manager of di- digital. We call, we're call giving Jonathan a new title here, the digital uh, general manager. We of decided the, that this morning. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and we have Stu Stewart, we think, because there's an empty chair there. My feeling is he's uh, doing 110 miles an hour on the way to the studio. Exactly. A little bit late, but uh, that happens to all of us. Traffic he says out there he's is crazy. In right now. Oh, very good. Uh, anyway, we're live. That's the point. And uh, we want you to know that, that uh, we want to answer all of your questions first and foremost. That's the key that we have. Uh, we, we, we yak a lot and I, I do, and we all do. We love the show. I mean, we're on for two hours and we think that's a lot of time, but bam, it's gone. We start at eight now, and then pretty soon it's 10 o'clock and where does the time fly? Cause we, I guess all of us have too much to say. We really should be listening more to you and, uh, we need you to call the show and I need someone to give me the little sign with all the numbers on it. Okay. And uh, I, I remember one eight seven seven nine six zero nine nine six zero. That's the old fashioned telephone number, and um, well, I say old fashioned, but we rely on that heavily. <laughs> we rely on that heavily because there's more personality to a voice. I mean, <laughs> what do you expect me to say? This is a radio show, uh, but we we mean that. Uh, you, you get a feel for a person's uh, attitude. Uh, uh, everything uh, when you hear the voice that's we humans uh, we do that so we prioritize your telephone calls and we need you to give us your input because you're going to stimulate thoughts on our part and we're going to reply and that's the dialogue and that's what makes live radio magic and we've turned it into a video as well and that's one of the Jonathan's uh, um, expertises out there he he's got his uh, streaming uh, we're in cyberspace, we're on Twitter, we're on YouTube, we're on Facebook, and uh, the, but the, the video is supplemental to the audio. So, 877-960-9960, and look who just walked into the studio, my son, Stu. So, but he's got a big jug of coffee, Yay. and uh, he's ready to go. Um, we have another number that we, that we rely on heavily. This is our archive, because we try to answer text right away, but we build a, a backlog. That way, well, we can go to the backlog and catch up, and we do. We usually catch up at the end of, by the end of the show, and that text number, don't write this down if you're driving, please. 
But uh, if you can write it down, text number is 772-497-6530. That's 772-497-6530. Text us. Uh, you don't have to ask a question. Uh, you can uh, make a comment. We love some constructive criticism. And if you're a little bit nervous or shy about being critical uh, to people, I mean, I am. I don't like to. I don't like to criticize people. I do. I mean, let's face it. I criticize the hell out of car dealers. That's what the show's all about. But and you, usually, if I if I'm in Publix or I'm in Target and I see somebody or, a, or somebody working there. And, I wish they did something differently. I'm not going to walk up to them and correct them. I, I'd like to, but I just don't want the confrontation. If you don't want the confrontation, but you just want to get your message across, youranonymousfeedback.com. As far as I know, that's unique. Radio, television, I don't know anybody has it. Don't you wish everybody had that? I do. I mean, I'd like to get my thoughts across to people without having to go through a long back and forth, back and forth, just tell them what I feel about, and the input is valuable. And if you know someone's going to give you a little bit of a, a static about what you're talking, you pull your punches a little bit. And uh, So don't pull your punches. Give us your anonymous feedback at Y-O-U-R-A-N-O-N-Y-M-O-U-S, feedback, you know how to spell feedback, dot com, your anonymous feedback dot com. And Stu monitors that. We probably have a bit of a backlog because we get anonymous feedbacks during the week. People think of something, and that's the beauty of it. You can be you can be on the job, you can be you can be out fishing, and suddenly you have ooh, I got a thought. I'd like to ask Rick Kearney on Earl Stewart on Cars, and you say I'll probably I probably won't listen to the radio this weekend, but I'm gonna shoot him an anonymous feedback, and that way you don't. It doesn't have to be controversial. Just ask Rick a question. Your anonymousfeedback.com and uh, if you have any other uh, way to reach us uh, we'll, we'll try to get back to you that's that's the key uh, we tie uh, Stu and Nancy and I we think in terms of selling cars buying cars car dealers this that the other we got one guy here that knows more than all of us combined and then some about how to fix a car and uh, we get lulled into the what is it? The glamour of selling new cars. It is. It is kind of glamorous, and it is kind of fun. But uh, the real part of uh, owning uh, an expensive automobile is knowing how to keep it running for a long, long time. If you buy a car, you want to be able to drive that car for as long as you choose. And the cars are made well enough today that if you do maintain them, they will last virtually forever. I mean, not really, but. Uh, we have people that have got hundreds of thousands of miles on their cars because they maintained them properly. And they, if they had a repair, they knew how to get it fixed properly. And that's when you go to Rick Kearney, and uh, he's been fixing cars since he was a little boy. Take them apart, put them together. Uh, and he's, he's seen generation after generation of cars. And he's now in the digital age, and now he's a digital guy. And uh, a lot of our fixes now or computerized uh, software. You plug your car in and you next thing you know it's fixed. And pretty soon uh, they're going to be doing that by Wi-Fi while you're driving on the highway. They'll fix your car when you're on the way to work. Anyway, Rick is in between then and now. Rick is the guy to call. 
960-9960, and we will prioritize uh, your calls to that number. We have about five lines coming into the radio station, 877-960-9960. So if we get too many calls, they back up. That's the reason Nancy is monitoring the computer there, and uh, she will pick up your call. She will signal whoever's yakking, me or Stu or Rick, and we will jump as quickly as possible to your phone call. Now, Nancy Stewart, she's my co-host, and she's uh, also my wife, um, and uh, she has been with me since the get-go. Too many years to think about on this show. Seaview Radio was the name of the station uh, about 20 years ago, and it was just us two folks, just me and Nancy, in 30 minutes, and we didn't know what we were doing. Sometimes nobody was listening. In fact, we did a whole show one time uh, thinking how good we were and realized later that they forgot to plug something in and the show never went out. So those are good old days. We can laugh at them. Now we've got tens of thousands of people listening. Uh, we have people watching. Uh, they're streaming us. So it's really kind of exciting. It's been a long ride. And Nancy is also our female advocate who has single-handedly built the radio show's audience, female-wise, to about parity, about 50-50. And uh, she has a super special offer, no strings attached. You can believe it just the way it is. There's no such thing as a free lunch. This is not true. We have a free lunch, and you just can take it from me, the recovering car dealer, I'm being honest with you. And Nancy will tell you about the free lunch. I will, but first I have to mention, you do look very festive. Oh, my red sweater. Very dashing. Quite handsome. Thank you. <coughs> Congratulations. Who found that sweater? <laughs> I digress. Thank you very um, much. You know, on a more serious note, I want to mention Earl talked about Seaview and the two of us. And actually, I have to mention Stu because he was, well, sort of behind the scenes back then. And I could rely on him via cell phone, which was major back then because, you know, when you're on the air, and there's some dead time, so to speak. It seems like a lifetime, and he was a lifesaver. So I want to mention that, and uh, everybody here that is so helpful. This whole, you know, panel of uh, men who uh, assist me week in and week out. Um, you know, Earl mentioned uh, how popular our show has become, and uh, thanks to our uh, manager of digital support, uh, he has, uh, you know. He has really found some remarkable information, and we are international. And uh, if you don't believe it, I believe you can go to Roland Cars and you can uh, look look that up. Or you could uh, ask Stephen, um, um, who's in Bali right now, who just gave us a a, a, a message on Facebook. Right? Hello from Bali. There you go. Bali, hi. I'm calling. <laughs> I replied, Om Swastiastu. Look at that's how you say uh, hello in Balinese. <laughs> yeah, and we, I don't know. Yeah, we sent Stephen uh, in Bali. We FedExed him an Earl Stewart yeah. Toyota uh, decal to put on his uh, model that he bought. We can't sell in the United States on his new Toyota, right. and we'll have our nameplate in Bali now. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty cool. So, uh, at, at any rate, um, to uh, all of our listeners out there uh, who are. Uh, well, we have got we've got podcast across the globe, and uh, this is just a, a remarkable time, and we have definitely reached some heights here 
as far as our show is concerned. We've helped so many people. And by the way, our listeners, you have helped us, and you are an important part of the show. Uh, now I'm going to get to the ladies who are also an important part of the show. And uh, I'd like for you to give us a call this morning and, uh, well, share your car purchasing or servicing experience. Uh, or if you just want to call and say hello, or maybe you have some advice for us. But at any rate, ladies, the first two new lady callers, you win yourself $50, $50, and any time of year, that is, well, extra $50 in your pocket. So give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960. And uh, if you consider yourself, well, uh, sort of a, you know, car expert, and uh, you want to help us out, you can join Earl's Vigilantes. Uh, it's, uh, it's a re remarkable uh team that has come together and we really have accumulated some experts and uh, just some well it's not so well not so much experts so go to Earl on Cars and join Earl's Vigilantes and uh, also in this uh, day and age whenever you want to go to uh, well the internet and purchase a vehicle uh, we need volunteers uh, in that aspect also there's uh, some seniors that need a little bit of assistance so there too you can go to Erlon cars 877-960-9960 and our text number is 772-497-6530 and uh, we're going to go right to the telephones uh, before we introduce anyone else uh, you've got them we've got the Bronx on the phone. We've got North Palm Beach. We're going to go to Paul, who's calling us from North Palm Beach. Good morning, Paul. Good morning. I have a question about your 2022 Toyota Sienna Hybrid. And uh, I'm wondering, the engine uh, part of it, the gasoline engine, does that drive the uh, wheels, or does that strictly... Uh, add uh, electricity to the batteries on all toyota hybrids the system is designed that the gasoline engine only acts as a generator it spins the electric motor into a generator to create electricity the gas engine never has a direct connection to the wheels uh, okay fine uh, i was just curious because my we bought a 2012 toyota sienna from you and it's been absolutely wonderful. We love it. And uh, looking forward to buying another one probably in 2022. And um, I was curious that they talk about the four-cylinder with a turbocharger. So that actually, the engine doesn't make that much difference, does it, as far as the power is concerned? Right. The, the engine is only there to create electricity. The car is always okay. being driven by electric. Very good. Okay, well, thank you so much. Uh, and I love your show, and I hope you have a great day. Well, thanks very much for the call. <coughs> I didn't know that. Well, it's a lot of stuff I don't. You know, I, I say this. This is one of the things people don't believe is, is true. I learn more about cars just by sitting next to Rick once a week on the show. Yeah. Because a lot of things you don't think about. And yeah. we have this massive uh, amount of uh, people around the planet 
they're asking questions that never occurred to us, yeah. and suddenly Rick, an he knows the answer. Yeah, I never thought about it. I always knew that it was yeah. a gas motor, an electric motor, and doing stuff. <laughs> so yeah. I assume one was was moving the wheels, and then the other yeah. one was moving the wheels. Yeah, amazing. Cool. <laughs> just amazing. Uh, Rick is just amazing, and uh, he does a great job every single week answering questions that well. He knows the answers to. Did you tell hey, the gals about our special lover yet? Yeah. I have, I oh. have, but I'll repeat it again. Yeah, do that. Uh, 877-960-9960. Give us a call, ladies. Uh, be part of the show. You can win yourself $50 this morning. And every Saturday morning, $50 for the first two new lady callers. We're going to go back to the phones, and we're going to talk to Howard, who is calling us. And he's from the Bronx. Good morning, Howard. Good morning. Nice talking to you guys. Hope everything is well by you. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm here freezing, <laughs> but uh, I can't come down until they do my, uh, my bal they're replacing my balconies and catwalks. And I, I can't live there while they're doing it with too much noise and dirt and everything. But I'm, I'm planning to be down probably uh, in January. Uh, okay, my question is about the uh, the clear coat, uh, the white clear coat, the 040, I think, uh, yeah. Alan, the... Yeah, zero, the zero 040. Yeah, but I think they improved it. Uh, a friend of mine has a 2008 Camry with that uh, paint, and it's, it's, it's perfect. It never went bad. So what, what was the problem with the 040? Why, why is it now, I was told that there's no problem anymore. Your friend got lucky. Back in 2008, that was a... Uh, yeah, it was, uh, what it was, Howard, and just uh, a dirty little secret, one of Toyota's dirty little secrets. All manufacturers have dirty little secrets. And uh, uh, there are emission control rules that Environmental Protection Agency has on all manufacturers. And pollution's pretty serious uh, offense, and you get fined a whole lot of money. And uh, they keep tabs on the emissions into the atmosphere. One of the biggest sources of emissions are from paint. When you're painting anything, and uh, you paint a lot of cars, if you're selling a million cars a year in the United States, which uh, Toyota does, and, and uh, a lot more now, I think, um, you're painting a lot of cars and a lot of emissions are going up. So uh, clear coat was just another le level of paint. It was a level of paint that holds the pigmented paint, and it's just clear, but if you have a blue car, or a white car, or a red car, you would typically would have a what coat. Make, what uh, makes it shiny. Yeah, make it shiny, and also preserve that undercoat. Anyway, the uh, clear coat uh, caused emissions, and if you have to not paint a car something, Toyota says, well, let's not paint them with a clear coat on our white cars. And that was just a, a portion of, uh, of course, that's a lot of white cars. That's the most popular color. But by not clear-coating these white cars, they were able to comply with the USA emission controls. And consequently, unbeknownst to the dealers, unbeknownst to the consumers, and probably unbeknownst to the government, there were a lot of cars going on the road without clear-coat. And lo and behold, guess what? They faded. They, they faded in the sun, especially, especially in Florida and the Sun Belt states. And uh, Toyota initially just kind of looked the other way, and then they realized that it was their fault. And for a long time, we just kept wondering why we had to keep painting all these white cars. And then it came out that it was the 040 paint that did not have the clear coat. And uh, 
And I think there were probably other colors. I think I suspect red might have been one of them because red, red used to fade a lot too. Anyway, they got their act together and all the cars now are being clear-coated to our knowledge. We're not having nearly the claims and warranty repairs that we do under that paint. But Howard, I hope that answers your question. Yeah, but I heard that it's a, there's a warranty on that. Uh, if they, Let's say you have a 2015 Camry and it's uh, the paint is fading because of the sun, you oh, can yeah. get the car repainted. Is that correct? Yeah, you, you have to argue. And uh, uh, what, what, what we found is that, is that it, if, if you're a loyal customer of Toyota, and this probably applies to Honda and Ford and a lot of other manufacturers, uh, they have a, a, a different book for their loyal customers. And if, you're, if you bought five Hondas and you come in with faded paint or five Toyotas and you have faded paint, your chances of getting some help from the manufacturer are a lot greater, even though technically it's not under warranty. Their paint warranty is strictly for Toyota, 36,000 miles or 36 months. And legally, that's all they're obligated to. But if you have an older car that has faded paint, uh, you approach your dealer, you approach the manufacturer, and you negotiate. And sometimes you win 100%, sometimes you don't. What we do with our customers is if Toyota bills out entirely, we agree to paint the car for the what it cost us to paint the car. We mark down, and the margin is pretty good, like 30 40% profit. So we'll mark that down uh, considerably for our customer. And usually we can give Toyota to kick in and say, okay, if you're willing to forgive, forego your profit, we'll forego our profit. And then they cut the cost of the, uh, they, they will reimburse us 50% of the paint cost, of the painting cost. So it, it's not a black and white issue, but anybody out there with a faded car, uh, they're going to get the argument, you should have kept it in the garage, you didn't wax your car every month, and all this other nonsense. Nobody waxes their car every month, and a lot of people don't have garages. And reality is, a lot of people live in Arizona and Florida. So uh, they know that, and, but they just, that, that's just conversation. Take it to the top, get a, get a dealer that will be your advocate, will try to help you out, and you will probably get some relief or help. Rick has a point. There is an extended warranty for... Uh, certain years of cars with that clear coat paint on it for the paint adhesion where what they'll do is they will test the paint adhesion by putting tape onto the paint and then yanking it off and I've actually seen white yeah. cars especially the paint will literally separate right away from the... call that a lamination. Uh, that's a lamination right, problem. Right, lam that's lamination. A that's a completely different issue. Yeah, he, he may be uh, simply yeah. have heard that one <coughs> and misunderstood that that's that is on certain ones for uh, paint adhesion, so there is an extended warranty out there right now on paint for that reason. That's correct. That's not a clear coat problem. That's it, there, there's something about the that's way all, the paint was applied, that's all the coats. <laughs> and they apply multiple coats, and it's yeah. laminated, and some of the some of the lamination comes off. So, uh, as a matter of fact, Toyota has problems with that right now, but the same thing applies. Uh, always ask. And the worst thing they can do is say no. In our experience, 99% of the time, we can get help from somebody with an issue with paint, even though it's out of warranty. Okay, so it pays to get a, um, a dealer who will fight for a customer. Oh, sure. And I hate to give you an infomercial, but you're, you're the dealer that fights for the customer. Well, thank you, thank you. I, I appreciate that. But there, there are dealers who will fight for the customers besides us. And I think uh, my suggestion, if you are uh, in a different state or anywhere you are, uh, 
don't take the service advisor, the person in the service drives uh, final no. Uh, go to the service manager, and the service manager tells you no. Go to the general manager, and if you can get to the owner, go to the owner. You know, there's usually somebody in almost any dealership, either because he cares or because he doesn't want litigation or publicity, somebody up the line. And when somebody up the line contacts somebody in authority with the manufacturer, you can pretty much always get some kind of action. It's it's a lot of legwork and a lot of phone calls, a lot of emails. Unfortunately, it's not the way it should be. But if you can take your dispute up the line far enough, you got a good chance of getting help. Okay, but uh, you know something? When you have that red phone there, you can go right to the top. It's not an infomercial. But I've never, ever, in my in my entire 86 years, have seen a dealer like you that if anybody has a problem, they call you right up and you, you straighten everything out. Howard, I love you. Thank um, you, Howard. Will you have lunch with me? <laughs> I hate to give you an infomercial, but I have to do it. Okay. Mighty have nice. Thank, day, thank you, Howard. Thank you, Howard. We'll go forward to hearing from you again. Uh, you know, I used to get so many complaints years ago about paint and the peeling and everything in between, and things have really have gotten better, like yeah. you said. Uh, so that that's a good thing. Uh, another good thing is that uh, we are going to go to our first female caller. Who Fantastic. Her name is Barbara, and Barbara wins $50 this morning for calling Earl Stewart on cars. Good morning, Barbara, and welcome. Good, good morning. How are you guys doing? We're well, thank you. Good. Um, I want to tell you first, my husband and I bought four Toyotas from you guys. The oh. first time, I guess, when we came to the area, it was in 2000, a little bit before, but the, we bought the first year your Tundras came out. We bought one, a four-wheel drive. We bought it actually sight unseen from good word from one of your mechanics oh. and it was a friend of ours so we bought it love it and then we got a 2002 uh, Solara a 2004 Corolla and my current car that I have is a 2010 Camry and that's the one I have a question about interesting um, I had and you know the little tire sensor that comes on when your tire is low it's happened before and we found out which tire it was filled it up this happened about it's been about three weeks now went on and I saw one tire that was a little low, filled it up, but the sensor never went off. And I turned the car off, turned it on, said, well, maybe I'll let it sit for a while, and start it up the next day, same thing. Every, about once a week now, I check all the tires, the pressures are good. I'm wondering how to get that sensor off, other than just going to the dealer or mechanic and they can turn it off themselves. I have no idea, but it's not the tires. Well, when you first turn the key on and that light uh -huh. comes on, does it blink for about, say, yes. 20 or 30 seconds? Um, I don't know about that long, but it definitely blinks. I don't really pay attention. I'll look down okay. I'm driving then at the time, so I'm kind of looking ahead. So but it, it does blink when I first turn it on. Yeah, so it blinks on and off for a little bit, and then it goes solid. Yeah. That means yeah. one of the sensors has gone bad or the battery has gone out on it. When, oh, okay. when the light comes on and just comes on and stays solid immediately mm -hmm. after you start the car, then that's a low yeah. tire. But when it's blinking, it means one of the sensors has gone bad. So okay. what, what we'd have to do is have you come into a, uh, go into a dealer and they'll hook up a scan tool to see the condition of all the sensors. And mm -hmm. you know they can tell if, it'll tell them if the uh, 
batteries are weak in any of them or how many sensors are not responding and then you can go from there on getting the sensors replaced well, okay what so would that cost you? It, it, uh i'm gonna kind of stretch on a limb here and say if you only have one sensor bad mm -hmm. see i think the sensors are going about 75 or 90 bucks each uh i'm gonna say about 200 dollars total okay if it's all four you mean it's, or are you just uh, if that's just one sensor uh if it's more it would be probably about an additional 150 per sensor barbara what year car is that it's a 2010 camry no you know uh, what uh, what we always try to do for our customers and i think all dealers should do the same is as far as i'm concerned the sensor shouldn't go bad uh on a 2010 i mean it's yeah it's 11 years old but it shouldn't happen and we we try to get some help from the manufacturer uh i think and certainly in your case loyalty is something the manufacturers look at you bought four four cars from toyota uh, and got, all from Todd, by the way. Todd, your salesman. Uh, well, then Todd ought to be bored. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Just ask him. I'm sure he will. <laughs> but we'll try to get you some help on that, and I think uh, we'll be able to get you some relief, at least uh, partial help Good. on that. If it's 200 bucks, it maybe cost you half that. We'll 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 do that. Oh, okay. And, and I think I, I do have another. Yeah. I do have another question, though. It just it happened. It's from probably coincidence, but I had gone to uh, your dealership to do my uh, semi-annual. Had the tires rotated and the oil changed, and within a week after that, that's when it happened. So I don't know coincidence or whatever. But, Rick, uh, Rick, is there anything that uh, the looper loop break, loop no. guy could have done? No, there's no. unless okay. they unless they were taking the tire off the rim say to to uh fix a leak or something and they weren't paying attention and they actually broke the sensor but yeah. our guys we we are very careful to train them so the tires, the tires were never removed from so. the wheel they just rotated the whole yeah. wheel and tire so yeah. that that probably wasn't the case okay that's mm. why i thought I said, well maybe it's a coincidence maybe i have no yeah. idea but i've had them since i bought i bought the car actually in 2012 uh, and uh, it never had a problem when, and I go twice a year to have them rotated there. So I said, uh, uh, it's probably just a coincidence. Sounds, yeah. sounds suspicious to me too, but Rick is the expert. <laughs> and uh, remember, you got 50 bucks toward the repair yep. now. So we'll send you the oh, check yeah. for 50 bucks. And then yeah. we're, we're going to try to get you some help from Toyota. So yeah. who knows? We might be able to get the whole thing taken care of. Yeah, loyalty, uh, loyalty uh, from uh, Toyota is uh, just amazing, Barbara. Uh, you know, uh, just to dot all the I's, cross the T's, I don't know. I'd have all, all the sensors checked. Uh, you know, while you're at it. And uh, also, I want to take a moment and thank you uh, for taking the time to give Earl Stewart on Cars uh, a call. And uh, quite welcome. Congratulations on winning $50. And you can talk with uh, Elise in our control room and give her the information. She'll pass it along okay. to me and I'll get that check out to yeah, you. Stay on the line. She'll okay. pick it up. Keep thank listening. You so much. Okay. Okay. Will do. Bye bye. Uh, bye bye. Our lines are on fire this morning. Uh, well, we're well, going to go to... I'll go, I want to say one quick thing, and then we'll go to the next caller. Quick thing before I lose my train of thought. Uh, why wouldn't Toyota have some sort of a sensor that would say when your sensor light, your tire 
tire inflation sensor blinks, it means you have a you have a bad sensor. Because you think you have a bad tire and you put air in the tire, you're putting your customer to all that trouble. If they just said defective sensor because it was blinking, then you would know immediately to go to your dealer. Just my thought. Now we'll go to the caller. Great, great information. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is an amazing show. I do have to say so myself. I mean, can you imagine uh, just uh, you're, you're talking about the sensors on your tires and uh, tires are so very, very important. And here's Rick. And he comes up with this answer that nobody would really even think about. Uh, and uh, Barbara was the lucky winner this morning. Uh, and I'll also mention uh, I need another lady caller. As, well, you can all call, but there's only $50 left in the uh, bank uh, for a second winner. 877-960-9960. So we're going to go to Doug, who's giving us a call from West Palm Beach. Good morning, Doug. Hey, this is Dave. Dog walker Dave. Hey, um, I have to tell you that last week's show was, I thought, was one of the best uh, shows uh, overall I, I've ever ever listened to. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that, that mystery shop was amazing. And uh, I, I wanted to bring that up. Listen, uh, while you guys were gone, I had occasion to listen to uh, some of your repeats, and it turns out that I, I had called on two of those two of those shows. Hey, and it's very strange to hear your own very strange <laughs> to hear your own voice on the radio. <laughs> Tell me. About um, okay, Rick. Rick, I, I got a couple of questions to head your way. Uh, one is about. Uh, the certifications for the mechanics that uh, the dealerships use. Um, you did a, 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 a piece on that a few weeks back. And I was wondering, uh, do the certifications come from just Toyota uh, uh, classes or are there like the uh, ACE certifications that other schools have? Or, or, how does that where are the different places you can get the, the schooling? I, I the believe you're thinking of the ASE certifications. Yeah. The Automotive yeah. Service Excellence. Yeah, that yeah. that's a national organization for all mechanics. And they're right now, I think they've got something close to uh, 50 different certification tests that cover everything from heavy equipment trucks, uh on down to small engines such as gasoline uh, the lawnmower size engines and they there are ASC certifications for all sorts of different ones for auto mechanics there are basically uh, nine main tests that an auto mechanic can have certified in and those are uh, like I said it's a, it's a national organization and you can take those tests at outside testing centers and all Toyota uh, technicians are required to take a certain number of those tests depending on their certification level. And like for myself, I have to take those every five years. I have to be recertified in all nine of those levels. So that's actually outside testing sources. And all mechanics everywhere can be certified in those areas. And then for Toyota specific, we go to Toyota specific schools that are presented by Toyota. And it's all training that is more geared just for Toyota, and we get certified many different levels on those. Yeah, yeah, 
that's I was curious about that. The uh, the other my next question, and I don't know if this is even a real thing, but I did hear on another radio talk show about this uh, this new uh, Build Back Better proposal that's going through Congress right now has in it a section uh, that would have to do with uh, cars and 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 uh, future. Uh, uh, tax credits. requirements for well requirements. They're calling them safety enhancements. I heard that they were going to put some sort of a breathalyzer by I don't know twenty thirty five on every new car that's built. And I don't know if that's really true. If you guys even heard about it, but my question would be. How about these folks that live up north in the really, really, really cold, you know, uh, Howard, <laughs> he's in it right now, uh, and they, they, they people that like to start their cars from inside the house and have it be nice and warm and toasty when they go out and get in their car. Can you think of a workaround that would, you know... I would, it, that was the first how, thing how that came to my... I think that was the first thing that came to, to mind with me, and so I would think that would probably come to mind to engineers and you know executives. So, and it is in the in the bill. I don't know exactly what that's gonna what what it's gonna look like, but it does say there is a uh, auto manufacturers will be required to have their cars detect if somebody was uh, was drunk. Doc, um, the, Doc, yeah. this is just something that the idiot politicians come up with. They're trying to garner some votes. It, it'll never happen. It'll never pass. And it's not really well, needed, it, to be honest with you, because by the time that thing would ever pass, if it, it, would, it would be years and years if they fought it through. Finally, we got a... It, it passed. It's in the infrastructure bill. Well, it, it's not... It, it's it's going to be law? It's, it is law. Well, the, the autonomous cars will usurp that. And right. And uh, I just, it just, it's just, it's just totally unnecessary. I don't, uh, I'm going to research that. I'm surprised that that would ever become law. I just can't believe it. It was in the infra infrastructure bill from a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, well, we'll, uh, we'll see how that goes. I, I think you're going to find out that it would be totally impractical and it wouldn't work. And it was just one, it slipped through. And uh, I think it's going to hit the fan, come back, and be uh, changed because it, it's so unrealistic. It's only something that politicians could have come up with, and it's uh, stupid. Uh, but from a mechanical side point, uh, point of view, those remote start systems that you press a button and your car will start up and let the engine run for a while, they have a timer on it that will shut the car off after a certain amount of time. They also have a requirement that when you get into the car, if you have a normal ignition key type, you have to put the key in the ignition and turn it to the on position or else the moment you try to shift that car or anything, it's going to shut off because that's a safety feature so someone can't steal your car when you've started it up and you're letting it run outside. If you have a smart key type system, it has to detect that key inside the car so that it can continue running or it'll shut yeah. off. So they could simply have that same system and have it linked to the shifter to where you wouldn't be able to shift the car until you did the breathalyzer thing. Yeah, yeah Doug, I'm going to give you my prediction, and we'll move it, on to another subject. That's never going to be It is, be long. It's, it is, and it looks great. I've been they've been working on this thing for, for you. Got to read yeah. more about it. Yeah. I think you'll change your mind. Okay. Yeah, that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Hey, listen, uh, Earl Stewart. <laughs> 
when I first moved to Florida in 2008, I would look, I would see your commercials on television, and it had the red telephone. And you say, well, just call. So pick up the phone, and you go, Earl Stewart. And I thought, <laughs> well, that's hilarious. And then my friend says, well, no, that's for real. He really does that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is great. I love this guy. He and does so what when I call I ran across you, <laughs> When I ran across you on the True Oldies uh, a couple of years ago, I thought, oh, boy, this is great. I've got to listen to this. And I've been listening every week. So, well, here's the other end of the red. For the show, you guys. Here's the other end of the red phone, Doug. I'm holding it up for the camera. If you're streaming, I have a red phone in the dealership, and it goes to my red phone, which is my iPhone. I carry in my pocket all the time. So. <laughs> okay, listen now. Thanks I'll for the call, Doug. Close with this. This is this is got this is Dave, not Doug. Dave. Dog walker, Dave. Very good. God bless you too, hey, Doug. Thanks, man. And on a right. on a personal note, Doug, uh, this is inside information. Uh, Earl carries that red phone in his uh, PJ pocket. Uh huh. <laughs> Not everybody knows that. Yeah. And also, on a more personal note, uh, I'd say probably about five years ago, I was uh, over at Singer Island, and I walked into a shop, and lo and behold, there was a red cell phone, a Christmas ornament, and it was the only one in the store. And I purchased it then, and uh, that is hanging on the tree at this moment. That's, that's hilarious. All right, guys, have a real nice day. Thank you, Doug. And that's proof that uh, Earl Stewart answers his red phone all the time. Okay, 877 Dave. 877-960-9960. Give us a call. You can also text us at 772-497-6530 and uh, we're gonna go we're you know uh, Stu is definitely here <laughs> but our phones are like on fire this morning and he has a whole lot to share with you uh, but right now we're gonna go to Palm Beach Gardens and we are going to talk to Joe I believe good, good morning. morning Joe good morning gang how you doing thanks for holding uh, question is a follow-up to uh, a post that Earl did uh, a week or so ago about the market adjustment by dealers, which basically is tacking on exorbitant amounts of money on top of the MSRP. Right. Uh, the one you stated, Earl, was a uh, you gave uh, the award for the gougiest uh, <laughs> dealer who basically charged uh, a $40,000 markup on a RAV4 which double the price of the vehicle. Um, <laughs> yeah. what, what's with the market adjustments? And I know it's a supply and demand thing, but it's gouging. Yeah, $40,000 was the amount. And then on top of that, there were some more hidden fees they were throwing on top of it. Uh, he's actually been uh, charged with price gouging. It's in Oakland, California. I, I, I don't think, you know, I'm not trying, I hate to defend the guy, but... Uh, unfortunately, the way our laws are written, you can charge anything you want for a new car. And uh, the MSRP, the Monroni label, is simply the suggested retail. So if you're unconscious, if you have no conscience and you don't care how you take advantage of a customer and you can get away with it, the law lets you charge a million dollars over MSRP. So all he was doing was charging $40,000 on MSRP. I choke when I say all he was doing. But uh, as unethical and immoral as I consider it, it was probably legal. Although he has been charged in Oakland with uh, price gouging, I don't think the charge will stick. Well, um, you know, we, 
Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. I was, uh, uh, I'm sorry, I thought you would, uh, go ahead. Well, my, my question is, um, when you're going into the dealerships or even trying to buy a car, um, how do we approach these market adjustments? Are they negotiable? I mean, basically, uh, I went into an unnamed dealership uh, a month or two ago. They told me what the market adjustment was, which was about 15000 over the MSRP, and it was not negotiable. He said, hey, if you don't want it, somebody else will. Yeah, the answer, I, I, my latest blog, and it'll be in Hometown News, and it'll be in Florida Weekly. Uh, you can read it online at EarlOnCars.com. And it's saying that the sticker price, the MSRP, is, should be your target price if you want to buy a new car today at this time. And my overall advice is don't buy a new car today or a used car uh, at this time because prices are sky high, artificially, temporarily sky high. But if you have to have a car and you want to buy that car so bad, the lowest you'll be able to find is MSRP. So to answer your question, don't pay any addendum over manufacturer suggested retail price and you can if you shop around we found through our mystery shopping reports recently that if you shop around you can find dealers not a lot of them but enough so that you'll be able to find one uh, at some point uh, within a reasonable distance that will sell it to you at MSRP full sticker MSRP is a huge profit for the dealer and the fact that they would market mark up 3000 4000 or, my God, 40000 uh, is just unconscionable. So target MSRP, go around to your all dealers, do it online if you can, do it by phone so you don't have to waste a lot of uh, mileage and shoe leather trying to uh, knock on doors and find out. Just find out online and by telephone and say, okay, if you'll sell it to me out the door for MSRP, plus a license plate and sales tax only, you got a deal. And in today's market, believe it or not, MSRP is a good deal. Well, thank you guys, and um, have a great weekend, great holiday coming up, and uh, enjoy your Sunrise Club as well. Take thank care. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Uh, give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And speaking of Earl's column, uh, that he was just talking about. Um, it is amazing, and I have it right here. Only suckers pay MSRP for new vehicles. Today, only smart people buy MSRP. There it is right there. So take a look at that. And um, if you haven't uh, read that column yet, go to uh, Earl on Cars, or you can take a look at the Hometown News, where it will appear, and the uh, Florida Weekly. So there you have it. I think Jonathan picked it up. I'm not sure. There it is. And uh, I proofread that. I gave that. Pardon the A plus on that. I grade Earl's columns. <laughs> so just a little more inside information. Okay, folks. Uh, we are going to stick with the phones. We're going to go to Marty, and uh, he's calling from West Palm Beach. He is a regular caller. Good morning, Marty. Uh, good morning. How are you doing today? Well, well, thank you. I have a question for Earl and probably for Stu. Mm -hmm. With the situation when they just said that car dealers are making an exorbitant amount of money now, what is the incentive for the car dealers to go back to normal conditions? 
competition. <laughs> when, when yeah, but if everybody stays, if everybody stays in this mode, they won't. The, the moment, yeah, the moment a dealer can take advantage of another by lowering his price and getting that customer, and that's going to happen when they have cars available. It's, I mean, it's going to take a while, and obviously the dealers are very used to it and they love it. Um, but it's going to happen every single time. The, the same question comes up every time there's a hot new model. It's sold for MSRP. It used to be a long time ago they'd sell for MSRP for you know a couple of months, but uh, a dealer is going to lower his price to get the advantage, and that's going to happen as soon as there's cars available. Now, what's your latest estimate of cars being available? Um, it's going to continue to improve. It's already begun to improve, but it's going to be slow. So sometime in the next uh, six to twelve months before they're at normal levels. Okay. All right. I assume Earl agrees with that. I don't know. Well, no, I, well, uh, I, I, yeah, I don't. I don't have a crystal ball. I mean, I, I, I think it, I think it's going to be sooner than a year. But no one knows it. it. It's getting a lot better. I mean, uh, up until a month or two ago, you couldn't buy a car for sticker price. So it's come down to sticker price, which sounds kind of silly, but it's it's a significant decrease. Two thirds of all cars that were sold uh, three months ago were above sticker. Right now, I'd say it's probably closer to 50-50, and you can find a sticker price, an MSRP price, and I think in another 30 days, uh, I think you're going to find people coming down below MSRP. So it's going to be a gradual procedure. When it finally hits dead bottom, I can't predict. But it could be as much as a year. Okay. All right. Well, I'm, I'm waiting. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> Thanks, Marty. Yeah, that's a, that's a good okay. idea. Definitely, yeah. Marty. And uh, take a look at that column that Earl wrote. Uh, you know, he has some amazing information in there. And can you even imagine paying as much as $40,000 above sticker? Yikes. Yeah. Was the guy mentally ill or anything? Probably not. No, uh, actually, Marty, there are on record people who pay more than that. I mean, uh, there, you remember, there are a lot of people out there that have what they call stupid money. They have more money than they know what to do with. And they're people that are just so in love with cars, want to be the first guy on the block to have the new Corvette or the new Supra. Uh, and what are they, they, money's no object. So yeah, the dealers know that. And if you want to be, if you, if you have stupid money, the dealer says, I'll be glad to take your stupid money. And then the price drops like a rock. Uh, we were seeing records when the new Super came out, what, about a year ago, Stu? Two years uh, ago, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we saw record people were paying 100000 100, over a sticker. Uh -huh. and, mm -hmm. and, and we knew that wasn't going to last. And so we, we started, we were selling a sticker, and we were making good money, selling a Super at sticker. And, and then they dropped, and pretty soon they were only getting 10000 and 5000 The next thing you know, Super's at this kind of 2 or 3000 So. It's it's a question of the guy that wants to be the only one on the block with a new Supra, and and that glory, which only lasts for a few months, costs them a lot of money, and they pay it. Yeah. Well, I know uh, L. Hendrickson. He's had market adjustment on way before this uh, pandemic hit. Yeah. yeah. And oh, when I've yeah. done any dealings with him, I immediately have taken the. The market adjustment off, yeah. and I said, you know, uh, let's go to the real price. Sure. And they've always done that. But I guess if somebody comes in there and doesn't know what to do, I guess they can get taken. Yeah, they'll get them. 
Thank you, Marty. Thanks for the call. It's, it's, All right. It's amazing. It still happens today. Uh, but uh, downtown Oakland Toyota, yikes, a RAV4 prime. Rick had a point. You know, when the uh, new Ford Broncos came out, those were being priced way over sticker. It oh, was, yeah. they it was all insane. Do it. They all do it. Um, amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, for Dave, who called earlier, uh, give us a call back. Uh, we kind of got backed up, and we'd love to hear from you. That was Dave. We're going to go. I think it was uh we're going to go to uh, oh, yeah. we're going to go to John in Palm City. He too has been holding. Thanks so much for your patience, John. You were good hanging morning, there for a while. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. I have some good news for people that get frustrated by lo- renewing their license tags. I went in uh, last month, November, twice to my local uh, tag agency, and the computer was down, so they couldn't do anything for me. But here's how it's looked like it's going to be solved for the future. In Palm City now, at the Publix, there's a machine that looks just like an ATM machine. It's put in there by Florida to renew your license plate. You just press in a couple of numbers, and bingo, before you know it, there's your uh, renewal for your license tag. So it's already in the the main one in uh, Palm City in Martin Downs Boulevard. So that sounds some good things coming, uh, which people need. And uh, December is a big renewal month a lot of people not only born in december but i think your dealer tags and i think your uh, transporter tags i believe will all expire in december but i'm not sure but this is very convenient right in the publics it looks just like an atm machine and bingo you just press some simple numbers in and before you know it it prints out your tag for your license plate love it so i wanted to mention that fabulous yeah i think that's a great for things to come and the second thing I want to mention, we always talk about Tesla, but we don't say anything. One in the five vehicles that are sold in the United States is either a full or a mid-sized pickup truck, and yeah. that truck is out. That's been 12 months in the making. It's from, um, I think it's made, it's in the United States, and uh, it's called Rivian. Rivian, yeah. And yep. it, it's not cheap. It starts at $68,000. <laughs> Uh, it has four motors. It has a 314-mile range. But for 10000 extra, you can get an upgrade, and it, it'll make it go more distance. And the success of this company is Amazon owns 20%, and Ford owns 10% of it. Yeah. So it tells you something right there. They got a the great-looking SUV. Yes. The, 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 the stock was recently, I don't follow it, but it was recently public traded, and the stock is worth... I think over a hundred billion dollars. Yeah. So it's a big company, and it sounds like another Tesla, and it's uh, for people with pickup trucks. It's worth watching. Yeah. It's By the way, there's four motors. Rick will tell you probably a little more. Four motors that spin at eighteen thousand RPM, and uh, it's got a different technology, but it's a lot of power for a truck. Oh, it's built in Irvine. California. That's what I want to tell you. At an old Mitsubishi plant, so it's a future of things to come in the electric field. Yeah, I've been watching Rivian. I I really like the style, and and it's going for a different market instead of that upscale Tesla, more of that outdoorsy, you know, sort of uh, you know, uh, hiker that millennial sort of uh, um, demographic. My personal opinion on that, John, is that it's not going to take with your pickup truck buyer. Most of those guys out there that operate in the big trucks, the big expensive trucks, they like the noise, they like the smell, they like the smoke, and uh, 
uh, their exhaust pipes and uh, to put them in a quiet car uh, the power isn't going to be the trade-off that'll get the switch from their combustion-driven vehicles. I think, I think I mean, Rubian obviously is going to have a market, and people will buy the truck, but not your typical uh, pickup truck buyer that's making the F-150. That's more of that like adventure, outdoorsy, millennial yeah. type. You yeah. know, like more like hiking and fishing yeah. and camping. Yeah. Well, let's hope Glamping. pricey. Uh, Rick will tell you for his pocketbook. But I would love to see them put an experiment in somebody like Rick and let him use it and put it through the paces. And that would be a good publicity if they ever chose somebody like that, you know, for our area or our region. Oh, I'm and sure they'll be national publicity on it, and it'll it'll uh, you know help the public. Yeah, Rick will volunteer. I'm sure. Oh yeah, I'll volunteer. I don't know if they'll oh, take my. I'm uh... Sure, he would. He put it through <laughs> the paces, and he would get a good test report on it. I'll help you write it. <laughs> I'll ride okay. shotgun, Rick. All right, guys, wait for the uh, shopping report. As always, John, <laughs> thanks, thanks for the great information. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And for all of you who have text and, uh, you know, uh, have uh, sent uh, in your questions from YouTube, we're going to get to that momentarily. We have another call to get to, and uh, Allie is calling us from Wellington. Good morning, Allie. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Um, We're well, thank you. How are you today? <laughs> good to hear. I'm in. Um, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much for your program. I've been learning a lot of from you. Um, I would like to ask, I put a factory order for the new Toyota Corolla Cross LE will drive. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to know because uh, the how this all-wheel drive is different to compare with other all-wheel drive system in the Toyota lineup. And um, thank you very much for your help. Uh, that's actually one of the few cars we have right now that'll be all-wheel drive, unless you step up to a, uh, say a truck or an SUV. Um, for being a, a small car, that's pretty much going to be the only all-wheel drive we'll have. So it'd be hard to compare it to any of the others. But for me, the the idea of that technology, um, if you're up north and you get in the snow, it's almost a, a, a guaranteed necessity. And even down here in Florida, with the rains that we get, sand on the road in various places, uh, some of the dirt roads you might encounter, Again, it's it's a fantastic technology. It's the idea that you get power to all the wheels, puts you more in control of the car, and it's a much safer way to drive. I, I agree. Do you have any any information if uh, next year we're gonna get the same model, the hybrid Toyota Corolla Cross? Yeah, hybrid. I believe that's coming out in the hybrid as well, and yep. I think it is next year. As okay. a matter of fact, yes. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for your information. Your work. Welcome, Ali. You're welcome, Ali. Thank My you, Ali. Have a good day. You're welcome. Give us a call again. Um, <clears throat> guess what? We're going to go to some texts. We're going to go to YouTube. Hurry up, Stuart. Let's let it roll. <laughs> All right. You know, I think Emery's feeling, feeling neglected. Her text has been waiting here for an hour, almost two hours now. Oh, Anne-Marie. <laughs> 
Amory says, good morning. Based on your years of experience selling cars, what features that seemed to be a great idea when they first came out turned out to be very unpopular or bad in the end? And, and we're not counting high-profit options that aren't really worth it, such as nitrogen and tire, fabric, fabric treatments, and undercoating. My nomination, this is Amory's nomination, is the talking car feature on the Chrysler E-Class cars. The car literally talked to you with messages such as, a door is ajar. And who likes a car talking car that nags? Remember Eddie Murphy did a bit on that when he says, why doesn't it tell you something useful like, hey man, someone stole your battery. <laughs> um, so Amory wants to know what features we would pick uh, were these that seemed like a great idea in the beginning. I'll go first. Um, it was in my first car. <laughs> it was in the Celica, 82 Celica, and it had a lumbar support for the driver's seat, um, but it was um, controlled with an inflatable bulb. And so there was this bulb. It looked like um, like those old-fashioned car horn bulbs, and it stuck to the side of the seat. And everybody asked me, "What is it? What's that do?" And like, oh, it pumps up the, the the lumbar support with air. And then eventually got dry rot and just popped. So I had this like shredded rubber thing that just sat next to my seat for several years. But uh, that's that's my nomination. Do you guys have anything? Uh huh. Okay. Toyota Entune system. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was a that was a turkey. That was a big turkey. Well, tell them what it is. This was Toyota's way of uh, having your cell phone connect to your radio and with all the various apps that could connect in and, and work through your radio, and it never worked right. Nope. It was the biggest dog I've ever it didn't seen. Look good. And, and I won't insult dogs because I love dogs. It, 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 was, it was just garbage, and it still is, and they still have remnants of it. And instead of following like everybody else did and playing nice with Apple and with the Android communities and getting CarPlay in the radios. They fought it. That worked so perfectly yeah, well. yourself together, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That, hey, you you have so my, many customers. You're stealing my line. I go, I'll go way back. It's a, I, can, yeah, I can sympathize with you, Rick. I know exactly what you're talking about. I mean, take a look at the Scion and that pioneer system that was in it. I mean, it, it was just... It was well, a great radio. But I digress. If you had CarPlay, it, the, it the car, perfect. not so good. Yeah. The Pioneer system, very good. <laughs> I know there were there were Scions that I liked a lot, but <laughs> absolutely. Do you okay. have anything? I'm trying to think of the name of the Cadillac <laughs> that came out with a six or eight, and I think he would, depending on how fast and how much power you need, he could North either Star. use four, six, or eight. North Star. That was that and, North Star system, and and, and those were. Those engines blew up about as fast as <laughs> as the first GM diesels that came out. That would probably be the other uh, great idea. General Motors is going to come out with a, a diesel engine for Oldsmobile and Pontiac, and, and they were blowing up faster. And I, oh, probably the classic of all, because we're talking about all engines, I would say the rotary engine. There was an idea that even today I get tears in my eyes because it was such a beautiful concept, the rotary engine. Uh, very few moving parts. It was like a scientific engineering uh, genius discovery, and everybody thought it was going to change the world, and it was the greatest driving car in the world, except they blew up in 60,000 miles, yep. and you had to put another engine in. Outside of that, it was a great engine. <laughs> 
pull yourself together. <laughs> you know, I, I think if they redesigned that with today's technology, no, they might could make it work. No, no the Mazda tried. They came back again. Yeah. I'm not saying you're well. That is too late to the party now because it's all electric. But yeah, but yeah. I mean, sooner or later they would probably figure it out. But the apex seals on that rotor, they never figured out how to make it mesh yeah. with the uh, right. And it just uh, what about some of these features that aren't they're, they're, they got really popular for a while, like this, the automatic seat belts that close automatically? Would they just break too often? How come they're not in cars anymore? Uh, the fact that it might get stuck halfway, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it could jam up in the track, yes, yeah, so, yeah. so suddenly you're, you're caught with it. Um, the idea also, a lot of cars had the seat belt built into the door to where, as you open and close the door, it was already oh, yeah, there. Yeah. And people were getting tangled up and trying to get in and out of the car. I can just imagine. I see a complete disaster right there. Anne-Marie, Anne-Marie, as always, you ask the best questions, and you've got everybody in here. Yeah. Well, have to pull themselves together. We got all riled up, Anne-Marie. And if I wasn't here to referee, we'd be talking about your text for the rest of the show. But unfortunately, we have to move along. The leader of the pack keeps us in control. <laughs> I like I like your word though, garbage, meaningless, worthless. Pull yourself together, Nancy. <laughs> okay, uh, here's a uh, text from Dennis. It says it's a technical question. Getting a new car off assembly line should one wait X amount of time before applying paint protection, allowing the paint to cure. Um, paint repairs recommend a waiting period, but this might be different. Listening for the answer. So Dennis is listening. So should you wait on a new car before you apply anything? And, and also, uh, I'm not sure what he means by paint protection. Paint protection is something that the manufacturer, not he's, the manufacturer. He's talking about the, something he would do. Yeah, the dealer. Uh, just wax. Well, also ceramics and other. Sort yeah, of I, I think for any any consumer-applied products, um, I'm, I'm definitely not the expert on this. We'd need to get Alan's opinion on this. But I, I would say no more than like three months. It should be cured in plenty well yeah. and then you could begin applying any consumer grade and normal if that's the question i'm gonna think you can apply it right away i don't you know they're yeah they put them in these big baking yeah, things they're, yeah they're, i don't think i don't think they're cured they're yeah. Yeah, they're not selling them, unfinished yeah, products at the factory if yeah. you're talking about if you want to do that that's right and, yeah. and plus in normal t- in normal times the car that you're buying isn't fresh from the factory anyway it's probably been sitting on the dealer's lot for 150 days but um, now they're all pretty fresh if you're buying a new car. <laughs> right. Yep. Another good question. That's a great question. Thanks, Dennis. All right, let's see. What do we got here? Um, pictures of spun bearing to show Rick on the 2020 Raptor. Uh, that's from uh, Negan. Okay. As a matter of fact, I'll, I'll give the quick thing here. He says uh, his 2020 Ford Raptor, which you know is, is one of those performance engine trucks, uh, apparently very low miles on this thing. And it did what's called a rod bearing spun. Uh, what that means is the the connecting rod connecting to the crankshaft and the piston has a bearing in between it, a metal bearing that will allow it to work for you know should be two or three hundred thousand miles or more. And unfortunately, if the bearing is not machined perfectly correct, it can actually spin in the connecting rod and move out of place. And of course that destroys the engine it locks the engine right up yeah. so uh, apparently they're getting a new basically a brand new engine for them they're gonna have to give them you know build a new engine but uh yeah he said he's looking at several weeks waiting on parts to come in to get his truck fixed amazing okay. uh, 877-960-9960 and as uh, you know 
all of you that have joined us so far. Amazing, isn't it? All this free information, free. It's uh, tough to get anything free today. Uh, be very careful out there. 877-960-9960. We have a whole lot more to come, and uh, we're going to go back to Stu. I'm going to jump over to anonymous feedback. Uh, this one came in last Saturday. I don't think we got to it. Um, this is for Earl. It says, what is your advice on buying a new car now with dealers marking up above MSRP? I'll wait uh, as long as you can. And if you don't have to have a car, just don't buy a car. We don't know when prices are going to reach competition levels that they, they did before COVID. But it could be, uh, Stu predicted, 6 to 12 months. Uh, they're going down every month now. We've seen them come down from way over sticker almost everywhere down to um, about 50-50 for a sticker. Sticker's a good price for a car. You wait 30 days, you get a better price in 30 days than you do today. You wait 60 days, you'll get an even better price. So we'll see. And we've got the new Omicron variants coming up. we got this COVID thing could prolong the supply chain issue and the microchip shortage. And uh, hmm. nobody's got a crystal ball. But if you don't need a car, don't buy one. If you need a car, don't pay over sticker, MSRP. No addendums, no hidden fees, MSRP. Okay. And uh, the other tech, if you can't wait, is find the few that are selling it for MSRP. Yes. Plus their fees. Okay. Uh, here's the next anonymous feedback. It's funny watching your video, how to get the out-the-door price in 2021 when dealers are price gouging over MSRP and people think they're getting a great deal paying full sticker plus crazy dealer fees. And it is, that is insane. It is. It's such, they seem like anachronisms now when we start. I was going through old mystery shopping reports and uh, realizing that 99.9% .9 of them involve a dealer advertising a ridiculously low price that's too good to be true, only to switch it up when you get there and it's just not happening now. It's a whole different world. Okay, the next one. Uh, it's amazing that the sales manager from Toyota Vero Beach in your mystery shopping report was not sufficiently smart to structure the scam showing at least 5000 for the trade. Clearly one dealer to avoid. Um, I don't remember that one exactly. That was uh, a couple of months ago, I guess. Um, but yeah, um, we're always shocked and surprised by the... Uh, uh, the actions and behavior of the people we mystery shop. I'll leave it at they that. They never cease to amaze us, right? for sure. All right, here's a question for you. More anonymous feedback. Uh, hey, Earl, can you do a long segment on how to buy a car if you have bad credit? I feel like this is a topic that needs to be talked about more. I've, I've written a few of those. If you if you go on to EarlOnCars.com, www.EarlOnCars.com, and you go to search, I'll put in there bad credit, and you'll find several blogs I've written on that. I probably ought to do a fresh one, um, and I, I think I will because uh, times change and conditions change. Uh, banks, lenders have all changed. Um, the people out there with bad credit um, are the victims. Uh, we talk a lot in the show about how much you pay for a car. When you have bad credit or you think you have bad credit, uh, you, you usually pay way too much for a car. Why? Because you feel like you have to. You walk into a dealer asking them to do you a favor to find financing for you. And when the dealer looks to, to you as doing to you a favor, then he's going to take advantage of that fact. He will actually sometimes pass along exorbitant fees that subprime lenders charge him, should be charging him, to 
process and, and approve your loan because a lender approving a loan to someone with bad credit has a high repossession rate and that's costly. So he's justified in paying, asking you to pay a higher interest rate. So the deck is stacked against people with bad credit. Uh, the, the blogs that I have written basically say this, number one, don't assume that you have bad credit. Always go to your bank or your credit union and talk directly with a conventional lender about your credit situation. You might be pleasantly surprised. And even if they have to charge you a greater amount of interest, a conventional lender will give you something far more reasonable than the subprime lenders. who That's all they sell uh, finance cars for are people with terrible credit. So if you're buying a used car, you're going to pay 20-25% interest, whereas that same uh, car could be bought from a conventional lender at a higher interest rate, say 8 or 10 or 12 percent. That's a lot of interest, but a lot better than 30. So I, I'm going to take your advice. I will do a new blog. Stu, remind me if I forget. I will do a new blog on buying a car with bad credit. You know, I, <clears throat> you're, I think you're going to get a whole lot of responses from that. What are, This is such an important topic, and uh, it needs to be addressed more than once or twice. And uh, I've talked to so many people lately with bad credit that you definitely don't – you don't have to be a victim. You don't have to be vulnerable to having been taken advantage of. Where there's a will, there's a way, and uh, you too are human, and you should be treated as such – so take Earl's advice, and uh, look. we all look forward to that next column. Uh, we're going to go back to the phones, and we are going to talk to uh, Rolinda, who's calling us from Melbourne. And she's a first-time caller, and she wins herself $50 this morning. Mm-hmm. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. Hello. Thank Hello. You. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Um, what, what can we I do for you? I just bought a used car about a month ago, and it has that the new transmission technology, the C, what is it, CVT? Yes. Uh, I, maybe um, I just hate it because it's an Elantra. I had an Elantra. This is a 2016. I had a 2014, and I got much better gas mileage with the 2014 than I am with this one. It's a 2016. And it, it just feels like the car is always jerking. It's never a smooth ride. Rick, what do you got to say? That's something you, you might want to take into your Hyundai dealer, have them uh, put a scan tool on it to see if the, everything's operating normally in it. Because uh, okay. the be idea smooth. of the, uh, the CVT, or continuously variable transmission, is that instead of having actual metal gears to where it sh- has to shift, through first, second, third, fourth gears, etc., is it's supposed to be basically two pulleys with a metal belt between them, and the pulleys actually are, are designed to where they can change size based on how fast the car needs to go. And that allows it to actually have an infinite number of uh, gear ratios, as you would call it, so that the car should never actually shift a gear but it should be just a continuous smooth acceleration all the way up and down. Uh, that's If it's jerking like that quite a bit, that sounds like something inside that transmission may be acting up. And if you're still under their factory warranty, which um, I'm, I, I'm not sure if they have the same as Toyota, which is uh, five years, 60,000, 
or if Hyundai has gone like Kia, where they've got that 10-year, 100,000 drivetrain warranty, yeah, you might want to just stop at your local Hyundai dealer and have them take a look at it. It sounds like something might be going wrong in that transmission. Okay. Um, I appreciate that. I, I had bought it used from um, Mike Erdman, Toyota. Okay. Oh, okay. Yep. And you might, you might want to Google uh, uh, issues with Hyundai CVT transmission. I just uh, Googled that, and there's so many, there's some information about that. And uh, read that, and that might help you and guide you when you go to your dealer. Google is awesome. <laughs> yeah, Google is awesome. I hope that we helped you this morning. Uh, we'd oh, love tremendously. Thank you. We'd love for you to, you know, give us a call again and let us know, you know, how everything turned out. And uh, congratulations on your fifty dollars. Elise will get your information in the control room, and I'll get the check out to you next week. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Oh, uh, spread the word. We're building a platform oh, here for women. Okay, I heard from my. I heard about this from my friend Frank, and I, I love this show. I've been listening for this oh, second thank, week now. Thank you so much for that. Give us a call again. Thanks. Have a okay, wonderful okay. weekend. Thank you. You too, and have a merry Christmas. Merry Bye-bye, Christmas Mary. to you too. Uh, we're going to go to Frank from Jupiter Farms. Is a regular caller. Good morning. How you doing, Frank? I'm doing well, and I can't believe <laughs> I'm following Rolinda. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, uh, I, I retired out of Melbourne or Patrick Air Force Base years ago, and I, we met Rolinda there working on the base, and we have stayed in touch with her sporadically over the years. Oh. And, and um, you know, she always asked me about car issues and stuff. I said, you got to start listening to Earl Short on cars. Of course, the radio doesn't go that far, but she's on Facebook listening to you. Okay. And I'm just on the regular radio station. But uh, small world, she's um, a very, very nice person. You really helped her out with that CBT Thank you. issue. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Well, well, well. How'd it go? Um, I need to get the daggum hat. <laughs> I, I've been doing this little bounty hunting for two different dealerships now. Um, we spoke briefly last week about... Um, that BMW having a lot of issues, possibly Lemon Law and, and the things like that. Well, that gentleman was actually thinking about getting a Kia Telluride, and um, I made the calls. I didn't, wasn't going to drive all over the country looking. And the overmarket price was the lowest at five thousand, some up to ten to fifteen thousand. And I said, I, "We're not going to pay that." And the guy said, "Well, that's the way it is." I said, "No, here's the way it is." Uh-huh. I'm going to hang up, and we're not going there. Huh. I, I said, and we did that to dealer after dealer, and maybe it might sink in. But as as I spoke to him, I said, you know, you've had BMWs for almost 14 years. Why do you want to go to Kia? Why don't we go down to um, Bremen and talk to them, explain the issue? And he got an appointment with one of the very high managers there. And I was in there with him, and you know, they were wondering who this guy Frank is, and. If I had my little hat, it would look better, but that's all right. Next time. Uh-huh. The good news was he got rid of his 2020 um, X3 for about 30-something thousand miles. They gave him a brand-new 2022 mm. with zero miles with more options and more things for the same price he was paying, which was about $450 a month lease. And um, he, he has it for three years and then a buyout of 12000 at the end of the lease. Um, I said, can I get that deal? (laughs) But that's okay. um, There is something that made me think about Schumacher, about being in the family. You're all family. (laughs) 
well, this, the trump card for this gentleman, his um, sister was married to a, a dealership in, up in Rhode Island that had BMW, so uh-huh. it kind of stayed, stayed in the family, but I don't want to say too much more and get anyone in trouble. Okay. <laughs> but with that. Well, that's a good, um, good job. So, no, that was that was fun. I, when we first walked in the door, I was greeted by this gentleman named Mo, M-O-E, and he said, can we help you? I said, well, we're here to buy a car today. Well, he starts salivating because I guess it was his turn up. Um, and actually, we had to go see someone else because of the turn back and all. But he said, would you like some coffee? We went and got coffee. He pours my coffee, like cream. Yes, I would. He puts the cream in and he stirs it for me. I go, I never had this kind of, you know, um, politeness in the dealership. This is like, you want sugar? No, I don't need sugar. I got enough around me. But anyway, interesting dealership. I would say about half of them wore their mask and half didn't. Um, their, their friendliness, and if you wanted a bottle of water. This um, is the one on, they were. on Indian Very nice dealership. <laughs> no, 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 no. The one Okeechobee. down in Okeechobee. Okay. Yeah. Big dealership. Yeah. So then I have another friend that's looking for a car. Um, one of the ones that you have serviced for since 2008. It's a Lexus RX350 that Randy knows all about. And they're, she's actually very happy with the car. And there's nothing wrong with the car, but she's ready for a new car after 14 years. So we went to the Lexus dealership up in Orlando. We were up there for a week on vacation. Interesting dealership. MSRP, nothing above. Dealer fees, none. No dealer fees. I go, God, are you in relation to Earl Squirt? (laughs) And and if you already have a Lexus like she does, they'll take another thousand off for Lexus loyalty. I mentioned I'm in the Air Force Reserves, or I was. Oh, we'll give you another thousand off for military. Um, So here is actually a dealership below MSRP with no dealer fees it's like unheard of and it's like so heaven I on earth word in case someone wants Lexus <laughs> who owns that Frank do you know the owner I think it's AutoNation hmm? is it AutoNation AutoNation I, I, I it don't. might be it's a really big dealership I mean yeah. um, we'll the, check we, that we out just, we need to oh, we need yeah, to shop yeah, them I'll, and get them on the approved list oh yeah they would like that I, they gave us a 350 to go for a test drive and the only thing that that she, Amory doesn't like is this huge hood it looks like a daggum you know a Mack truck coming down the, the road that grill work but it drove nice and the price was um, <coughs> in the 40s and a really nice um, bamboo finish on the woodwork inside and the, and the color combination gorgeous gorgeous car so then the next day we go back to try just out of curiosity NX300 um, and the lady was busy so I got a customer who was take the cars already for you brand new it had all the plastic still on the wheels on the steering wheel and they put that tag on the, on the back hanging out in your car with two little ropes flopping around so you could tell it's a test drive. And um, we went about a block, and it just didn't feel right. It was just too small, too. And I said, well, well, you got a car. Let's go. So we went over to look at the um, Porsche dealership and at the Macan. They only had one Macan because that's another car she would like, with obviously a lot more. And then also checked the Audi and, and saw the RX-5. And so anyway, but I mean, here we're going around with a test drive from Lexus to different dealerships. It was, um, I don't think they said that he ever saw anyone do that before. The, the, was this but, Lexus or Orlando? Um, yes. Yeah, That's Jimmy Bryan. Is oh, that right? Oh, Jimmy, wow. Bryan. Jimmy, Jimmy Bryan. Jimmy Bryan. I tell you what, that was, uh, we go, I, I know Jimmy <laughs> Bryan. Jimmy <laughs> Bryan was a Toyota dealer. He started out as a Toyota dealer, and uh, he drove a Rolls Royce for, for a driver. <laughs> And uh, he was really character. He used to, he, his bait and switch in the service department was a $9.99, $9.99 oil change. And they get you in there and hit you with 
So, so he's really he's really come a long way. Jimmy, you've come a long way. <laughs> I love your stories. I yeah. really do. Well, How about Mr. Lipton? Amazing, wasn't okay. it? Him and his role voice. One more for you. <laughs> I need your help on. Um, so now Amory has found a car that she absolutely loves. It's up in um, Stewart at the um, Audi dealership. They only have one. They only have one whole car in the whole place and it's, the pipeline is very small but they are selling that msrp um which is interesting and but then the other fees they throw on is absolutely ludicrous beyond ludicrous um uh, the other fees come from 899 to 999 electronic finding fee is 240 dollars um the dock stamps are 250 license fee is 200 Tag agency fees eight ninety. Wow! And there's more. And then they got something else. When the new car comes in, they got to put nitrogen in the car. Oh yeah. Tires. They got to put <laughs> lug nuts on, and they got to wash the car with some special little um, soap for another five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. But it does. It's not like a wax. It's not like a ceramic. And so with all those fees, it's almost three thousand over on SRP. Yeah. And so I, I'm going. We're going to tell them you take those off. She, she's a buyer. But if you don't take them off. We're going to walk out and see. And now what they're saying is, remember how you said to order a car, and you can order it at today's price, and then when it comes in, it's at least there? Yeah. Supposedly, BMW is not doing that because now they're actually, the, the, the manufacturers rising their prices to grab some extra um, incentive. Like a car that was ordered back in October, or no, before that, I guess back in about August or something. Well, that's good, Frank. You, you, t- you touched on something I was going to talk about later, and I will, but uh, we're, we're focusing on the dealer gouging of price. We're not focusing on the manufacturer. But trust me, they are raising their prices, and you just confirmed that. Uh, you, it's hard to tell when a manufacturer raises his price because they, they don't have to mess with the MSRP. They can leave the MSRP the same way, or they can raise it if they want to. But uh, they raise prices just by lowering their incentives to the dealers, and that's exactly what's happening. So you got two price raises going on during this whole COVID thing. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's, you know, she's a very logical woman. I mean, it's at a point in her life, you know, that she doesn't want to drive around the Lexus that looks old-fashioned. She um, does some part-time work at her son's and daughter-in-law's place right there on, on Juno Beach on US-1 called Terra Marsh. It's a fruit stand. Oh. And the people that come mm-hmm. in with the, the um Been there for the a long Aldi's, time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 65 years. I mean, it's really funny. It's really funny. They had something on Facebook about when their store was there, actually down near Carl's Furniture back in the 60s. And I remember my mom and I actually would stop there on our way. My mom and I lived in Miami. But she drove a bus during the wintertime, but in the summer there was no work down there. And so we went up to Asheville, North Carolina, just driving up US-1 because back in the 50s there weren't any super highways. And I remember stopping that place as even a kid, and there it is right there on the Facebook. So yeah. it's an interesting family. Um, we know them well. We spend Christmas with them, Thanksgiving. went to the Keys for a month down in Marathon with our trailers. So it's a, it's a unique business. But uh, she sees all the cars. Anyone that has an Audi, um, SQ5 or, or Q5, whatever they're called. Frank, Absolutely loves the car. Thank, thanks so. very much, Frank. I love I love your calls because you, you're an old guy like me, and I, I have this, we have the same memories. I remember that same uh, fruit stand and uh, going yeah. way back. And uh, we love your calls. Thanks very much. A lot much, of memories. Yeah, I, I talk too much, I know. But thank you, Frank. Um, yeah, you all have a nice day. Thanks again, guys. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. Okay, uh, we're going to catch up on uh, some texts, some YouTubes. Uh, Rick, what do you have down there? Anything? 
Uh, we're a little caught up right now. Okay, we're going to go to uh, Stu, yep. which he's been waiting patiently, and uh, we can't. We've run out of time for phone calls, uh, so we'll pick up next week anything that we uh, have lost. So, Stu, take over. Okay, we got one more text. Uh, I think I think it's for Rick. It says, "Good morning. Uh, we have a 2019 Toyota 4Runner Limited that we bought from you, new." Um, my wife has an iPhone X uh, 10s and the Bluetooth um, with her Forerunner work fine. A month ago, she got an iPhone 13 Pro Max, and the Bluetooth doesn't stay working. I googled the issue, and it came up that it's a Toyota issue. Please advise. And that's from Robbie and Stuart. Uh, first thing to do, make sure that your phone is fully updated. And the easiest thing, if you want to try this on your own, is delete the car from your phone and delete the phone from your car then do a restart on your phone and turn the car off and back on and then repair it but make sure that in your contact list that you don't have any odd characters for the names in your contact list like dollar sign symbols or things like that uh, those things cannot be interpreted properly by the radio so that can cause issues and the other thing that you can do is stop in at your local Toyota dealer and ask them if there are any radio updates for the software and the radio. Yeah, Rick, you ought to do a YouTube on that. That would be a good yeah, one, maybe. So, yeah. yeah, just walk it through it. Yeah, it, it's just, it's painful. You know, I, uh, I know some of these things you're supposed to do, but I hate to delete something and reinstall it. It's a psychological issue with me hmm. because, you know, I say, I've got this thing, it's not working right. This app is just not working right. But it's working, but it's not working right. If I delete it and I try to reinstall it and I can't reinstall it, of course, that's purely a mental issue. It's something we shouldn't have to put people through, but a yeah. YouTube on that would be great. Oh, by the way, uh, one day early, but happy birthday, Nancy. Happy oh, early birthday. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, so that's the last text. Let me just double check everything here. There's nothing coming in on Facebook. Okay. All right, um, yeah, we're good. We're we're close to the mystery shopping report, which is kind of, uh, we went over to Schumacher, Volkswagen. Uh, do you want to mention uh, this, or you want to wait till later? I think we'll wait till later, wait till later okay, on. Okay, we'll get to the J.D. Power uh, sales satisfaction uh, index later, and uh, we're going to go to the mystery shopping report. And what I'm going to do, do with the mystery shopping report is, before I get into that, I'm going to talk about something that, that I just happened to find on the mystery shopping report, but it's something that I'll find on any dealership's uh, vehicle buyer's order, uh, legal contract when you buy a car. And I'm thinking about uh, the arbitration, the hidden clause in every dealer sales contract in Florida. If you go into any dealership in Florida, and probably the United States, and you look at the fine print, which you can't do, I brought my magnifying glass for this purpose. I had to use it to read the uh, fine print on the Schumacher Volkswagen, which is our mystery shopping report. And on the mystery, on every car that you bought in Florida and most other states, you signed an agreement that you didn't see because it was in the fine print, and it was agreeing to arbitration under the rules of the American Arbitration Association. And uh, I'm going to read you the pertinent clause here, which I wrote in print I can read after I use my magnifying glass. And it says, this is the first part of this long, fine print. The purchaser and seller hereby mutually waive all rights to a trial by jury. 
the purchaser and seller, in other words, you, as you buy this vehicle, and the seller, the dealer, agree, both of you agree, to waive all your rights to a trial by jury. Now, that's just un-American, right? Mm. I mean, uh, we have the, uh, the American legal system, the American jury system, trial system, is unique in the world. And you take anybody that's, that's wronged, uh, they have a right to a trial by jury. Why would you want to waive your God-given American right to a trial by jury? And every car dealer has that on there. If you really want, if you really want to uh, light a fire with your dealer, when you get ready to buy that car, find the arbitration clause on the agreement he's asking you to sign. It might not be even until you get into the business office or the F&I office. It'll be there. And I'm going to show you Schumacher's buyer's order. I'll hold it up, and you can see my, my scribble there. But uh, the arbitration agreement's down at the bottom in that blur, which is a fine print. Every dealer has that. Well, except, nope. except for us. Right. And we're the only dealer. Uh, and I'm not, I am bragging, okay? I'm bragging, okay? You should. But, but we're the only dealer in the world that doesn't have an arbitration agreement. I, I told you. Uh, about what the arbitration agreement did to Kevin Spacey. Yeah, thirty million it cost him thirty yeah. million. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was an amazing story. Your dad shared that with me. That, anyway. one, that one got away from me. Anyway, you know, the, point, the, the point is, you're probably not going to get them to take that off, but you should let them know. And sometimes they will. Sometimes they will. And you don't want to go into an agreement with a dealer thinking you might have to sue them. But if you're like me, you just don't like to have to waive something, something so important. It's like voting. Would you would you give up voluntarily give up your right to vote? You don't want to voluntarily give up your right to a trial by jury, and every car dealer is going to make you do that, and you just don't know he's making you do that because it's hidden in the fine print. Who wants to walk around with a magnifying glass? I mean, this magnifying uh, glass has served us very well, uh, twenty years very well, uh, but this is just you, you know who does this? You it's need just to get one un-American. Of the, one of the jeweler things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean that that'd be a great commercial when you purchase a vehicle. You got to have one of those little. Anyway. I digress back to the recovering car dealer uh, Stu, are you going to do this for the shop no, 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 no. Okay. yeah that, 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 that we had a great last idea week, last week you said you're, you're not. let's do it that's what i was going to think about okay okay oh you have to digest yeah okay. well, we're, we're working on Stu. <laughs> Stu is the uh, genius behind the shopping reports yeah. i am the pretty face that reads the report <laughs> he he picks the shopper he chooses a target uh, he tells the shopper how to do it, and then he takes all the information, the raw data from the shopper, and he puts it in his report. And I read it like I know what I'm talking about. So we're trying to talk Stu to assume that that role because he's he's the guy. Yeah, and he's become so creative, and uh, such eloquent eloquent uh, mm-hmm. writing uh, that uh, I'm wandering around the house in the wee hours of the morning reading his mystery shopping report, waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> and there it is. And it uh, is quite enlightening. Just, and uh, I love it. I'm just a product of, of a liberal arts education. So. <laughs> okay. okay. Schumacher Volkswagen. A Schumacher Volkswagen. Last week, I remarked that despite the crazy inventory shortages and the upward surge in prices, car dealers seem to become more honest and straightforward with their customers, and we are seeing this trend, thank God. Dealers are changing astronomical prices, or charging astronomical prices, but they're looking uh, 
They're looking their customers right in the eye while they're doing it. I mean, if you got to pay all the money, you walk into Tiffany's and, and, and they give you a, a diamond bracelet, uh, they don't uh, haggle, they don't hassle, and they're very proud of their product. And they say, this is a Tiffany a diamond bracelet, and they're not going to discount it. And people go into Tiffany's all the time and they pay the price. So there is a place for high pricing. There's no place for deceptive bait and switch advertising. So we're seeing an improvement. The days, the days, the prices. uh, Sorry, these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These days, the prices, the prices, what you pay, see what you see is what you get, uh, and there's no more blowout advertised prices or bait and switch ads. All the dealers have become one price, one super high price, MSRP or higher. You're lucky if you get the MSRP. Now, Stu uh, thought, and this is the it's amazing how he can read my mind. This is this is maybe in disguise a real positive trend. Because maybe eventually the prices will come down, but the habit of charging the price that you advertising and quoting the price that you're actually charging will stick. And that's kind of what we're seeing, a trend toward. So it just took a pandemic and a global supply chain collapse for this to happen. Although, although it's become more expensive to buy a new or used car, couldn't the argument be made that the current environment is in some ways better for the consumers, like the Tiffany I, analogy I gave. It's never been easier to compare offers from dealers. And that's what Monroney, Senator Monroney, back in 1958 had in mind when he passed the bill, which became law, of every new car has to have a sticker with a suggested retail. And even if you don't pay that retail, which you hope you don't have to, you have a basis for comparison. So you take that Chevrolet Camaro, and you go into three Chevrolet dealers and you compare the MSRP discount, it gives you a firm platform to compare the best price. And that's what the dealers have taken away with you in the past with their bait and switch, inflated prices, uh, phony Monroneys, and the rest of it. So I guess we're both optimists, Stu and me, we're both optimists that maybe this is a signal that will wake up from this pandemic, from this bad dream we've been having for the past almost two years, and we'll wake up and the car dealer environment will be a better one for it. So uh, it's never been easier to compare offers from dealers. And uh, here we are. If you don't like the price, the next guy's going to pay it. And that's the way it is. Uh, you know, uh, that's the reason they can be courteous now. They don't have to argue. And they say, well, thank you for coming in because they're looking over your shoulder and there's somebody waving at you saying, I want that car. And they're going to buy it. And that's they see, they see them lined up behind you. Exactly. They're going to laugh at you. <laughs> the current state of affairs is a car dealer's dream, let me tell you. Uh, you could, uh, you got to pinch me and uh, Stu. I mean, we're just, we can't believe what's happening. Uh, every car that comes in is already sold. All we do is take it off the truck, clean it up and deliver it to the customer. They're very happy. They love the car, and we make a big profit, MSRP. And that's what we're charging, MSRP, not a nickel over. That's the out-the-door price. Find a dealer that'll do the same thing for you, but we recommend that you wait. Prices are going down. Don't buy a car from us. Don't buy a car from any dealer unless you have to. Um, Going on for a number of months, and it'll be a while before they come down, but they are coming down now. For consumers who have to buy a car, they can expect to pay more, but they can also expect an easier time finding the lowest high price. 
Well, that's what it is. The lowest, higher price. Lowest price these days is MSRP, manufacturers adjusted retail. Be careful. Don't just say lowest is, is list price, sticker price. If it's a dealer list, it's meaningless. Uh, if it's a sticker that the dealer put on the window, it's meaningless. So you got to be careful. The terminology is very important. MSRP is the only thing you can trust. If it's MSRP, that is the Monroney label. That's a legal document. If they're charging MSRP, sad to say, as high that price is, it's the lowest price, price you'll be able to find. Uh, and uh, there are a lot of dealers, not, not a lot, but a few that are, that are going at MSRP. Look around in your market, you'll find one. We talked to uh, um, Frank today, I think, that said he was in Orlando, found a Lexus dealer that actually was $1,000 below MSRP. If you were in the military, was that what it was? Yeah, he had the military uh, rebate and also, what did he get? He had, he had two of these hard to get rebates. Yeah. Anyway, here we are uh, suggesting you buy a car at MSRP. We thought we'd never see that day. We found several dealerships who appeared to be self-regulated and imposed the MSRP cap. It was easy to find out who they are. They just asked the price and they provided it. And those are on the recommended list. And you can go to EarlonCars.com, look for, um, or you can go to Best Dealer. Good best, Dealer, Bad Dealer List. Good Dealer, Bad List.com, either place. And you can find out those dealers that are getting A grades or high grades and choose those dealers. Agent Lightning was back on duty this week, and she selected Schumacher Volkswagen. We haven't shopped this dealership since June of last year, so we're excited to see if a local institution like Schumacher fell on the side of greed or restraint. Operation Report. I arrived at the showroom in the evening. The dealership looked empty and closed. No customers and no cars. Not an uncommon look to car dealers today. They're selling maybe a third the number of cars or less than they normally sell. Bright lights were the only sign this business was open. I entered, was greeted by a salesman named Noam, unusual name, in OAM. Like Noam Chomsky. Hmm? Like Noam Chomsky. Oh, okay. Don't know Noam Chomsky. Famous sociologist. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I told Noam that my husband currently owned a 2018 Volkswagen Atlas. And we wanted to get another uh, smaller SUV, the Tiguan. 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 Okay. I'll Google it. For myself, and OM said they were very low in inventory. They only had seven new available Toyotas in stock. Unbelievable. When normally they would have 250, and that's believable on hand. Out of the seven, he had a couple of uh, Tiguans, one that was in the showroom. I said, I'd like to see the one in the showroom that was white. 2022 SE model. We walked over to the SUV displayed with a big red blow bow on the hood. Noam continued to bemoan the inventory situation, criticized Volkswagen for taking away all the good cash incentives, and I alluded to this earlier. Another price hike. Yeah, not only are you paying over MSRP, and the lowest you're going to pay is MSRP. But the manufacturer has raised their price to the dealer, which has increased your actual price because the dealer passes along this. And it could be passed along because the MSRP goes up, or it could be passed along because the profit to the dealer is in a dealer incentive that you never knew about. Those are secret incentives. Now, there are customer incentives, 
which might as well be secret because you probably don't know about it unless the dealer tells you. And when you buy the car, you're going to sign a waiver saying uh, that you agree that all customer incentives are awarded to the dealer. And you never knew you signed that. But a lot of things happen that you never know when you're in a car dealership. Noam explained the differences between the different trim levels of the Tiguan Volkswagen as he made his presentation. I inspected the car. The MSRP was $32,725. That's a legitimate manufacturer's manufacturer's retail Monroni. But there was an addendum label. Okay, that's the first red flag. Schumacher Volkswagen. Here we go. That added a $2,995, $2,995 on top of sticker price. They call it market adjustment. That's become common for that gouge. The dealer list price was Schumacher labeled total MSRP. And boy, that's illegal, that, that's isn't That's not it? right, yeah. Uh, that's not MSRP at all. The that's man, not the, manuf- the That's the, that's the SSRP. Yeah. That's the Schumacher suggestion. Exactly. So what, what do we have here, folks? And if you're listening to Schumacher, here's an opportunity to sue me. You're talking about violating of a Florida law. You a violate federal. The, a federal, a federal law and a Florida okay. law that says the MSRP is the MSRP. You cannot put an addendum and call it total MSRP. That's deceptive advertising. So it brings it up to $35,720. I told Noam I wanted to see his best deal on this one. I asked him what kind of discount I could get. Noam was very nice and said that they're not offering any discounts. He said... The only way to stay in business while the inventory is this way is to charge more. And Nancy and I talked about that in the car on the way in. He to said, a degree, that's true. That's egregious because, first of all, it's not true. The dealers are making more profits right. today than they ever had in their history. But it's, it, it's true in a theoretical sense that if to, to stay to keep the lot to meet their expenses, they would have to charge more than they normally charge. Well, it's true. But they're also, going, but they're going tr- well beyond that. It's true also for Noam because Noam is on commission, yeah. and he he might have used the word profit carelessly. Profit to Noam is difficult because if he sells only five cars, and he normally sells fifteen cars, and he gets twenty five percent of the profit on the car. How is he going to equal his price? His, pro- his profit, which is his compensation, and he has to raise the price. So yeah, sell it at, at it's, SSRP. It's smoke and mirror, but it's not true. The profit is definitely extraordinarily high for Schumacher Volkswagen. So Noam was talking <clears throat> about his own commissions suffering, which they would, were he not to charge a whole lot more than sticker. He began to write up the deal on a blank sheet of paper, and that's a red flag with a ballpoint pen, but I stopped him and asked him for something more official. Norm said he needed to get me into the system first. He asked for my driver's license. He seemed pleased to discover I had already been there. So Agent Lightning had been in, had not been discovered. I mean, I wonder often why not. We're on radio. We're on Facebook. We're talking about Schumacher Volkswagen. You think they would flag this in the computer? Not necessarily. We've like kind of like had thought experiments about. Yeah. We have customers that come to us for years over and over again and never buy a car. Yeah. And they're not mystery shopping us. They just they come in and they shop and, they, and they leave. Yeah. I guess you're right. He mm-hmm. printed a buyer's order for me right at the desk. The top line label price of vehicle was 35720 The inflated MSRP price. Inflated uh, it was $2,000, $2,000. And on top of that, 
$39 private tag agency fee, which is a hidden fee. It's a profit to the dealer. It's not a fee. Uh, $379 electronic registration fee, which is the same thing, electronic registration filing fee. So you got $39 for $379 and a $999, I can't say it, $995 dealer prep fee. Uh, the real selling price was $37,133. So you add all those hidden fees together, you got $1,413 in addition to the $1,999, whatever it was, and the market adjustment on top of the MSRP. So uh, you're being hosed. I mean, you're being hosed big time. I asked him if there's anything he could do on the price. Oh, I think you uh, skipped the paragraph. Oh, I did? Yeah. Noam told me that the estimate tax, no tag, uh, was a 550 would likely come down, tried to justify the 29, oh, 29.95 market adjustment by saying it was one of the lowest markups around. Uh, but not true, it's probably average. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can't take this Oakland Toyota for 40,000, that's an anomaly. But uh, anyway, Volkswagen, uh, Toyota, the Schumacher Volkswagen is hosing their customers. Uh, they're nowhere near MSRP and uh, supply and demand. And it's not legally price gouging. In my parlance, it's price gouging. In your parlance, it's price gouging. But legally, it's not because he's legally entitled to charge as much over MSRP as he wants. He's not legally entitled to allude to the fact that it is an adjustment of the MSRP. That was, that was a violation of the law. And uh, I don't like it. And uh, we now need to get some votes. Where are we? We've got plenty of time and uh, votes will come trickly in. You could do it on YouTube, you could do it by text, you could do it uh, uh, by your anonymous feedback, and we will register your votes. You can go to gooddealerbaddealerlist.com at earlandcars.com, and you can find out recommended Volkswagen dealers, and if we give Schumacher Volkswagen a passing vote, it'll appear. If we don't give it a passing vote, it'll be on do not, it'll be the bad dealer list. Do not buy from this dealer. So you choose how you want Schumacher Volkswagen to be seen and text in your votes or YouTube in or Facebook your votes, however you want to have them come in. I'm still waiting for some to come in. I don't have any, but I'm a little bit torn here because I think they have <coughs> satisfied the criteria of transparency. Um, there wasn't an ad that drew, that drew her in. And... Um, Everything was presented up front without deception, but it was still it, adding in that. Uh, they're, they're, they're going against the trend. The trend is to come down in price right now, and they're still adding that all in, so they're still trying to uh, take advantage. Um, I'm going to give them a C. I think you're being kind, but I, I, uh, your, your analysis was quite accurate. Rick, what do you feel? Well, let's see here. We've got uh, Mark from St. Louis. Market adjusted grade of an F. Uh, Tim Gilliland, dealer slash market adjustment equals me out the door, F. Mark Smith with an F. Tom with a D for deceptive MSRP excessive fees. Brian with an F. Ernesto with an F. Mark Ryan with an F. Wayne with a big F. Uh, I'm thinking I might just follow that trend and say, uh, I'll, I'll give him a little bit. I'll give him a D minus. Yeah, as, I, as the best I can really do is it's. You know, I, you're, 
Where whatever whatever raid this ends up with for Schumacher Volkswagen, I would check with other Volkswagen dealers. You can go to uh, Gunther Volkswagen in Fort Lauderdale and also Delray, I believe. I believe they have the Volkswagen dealership in Delray. And uh, who's a Volkswagen dealer in Martin County in this area? Uh, Wallace. Wallace? Yeah. I would check there. Uh, I would definitely check around. You'll find a Volkswagen dealer, I feel fairly sure, that will be marking up their vehicles less than Schumacher. And, and we're grading now on uh, evasive advertising, deceptive advertising, and something in illeg- illegality. We're not trying to we're not trying to punish Schumacher Volkswagen for a price. Um, Nancy, what do you think? Um, I think I have a headache. No. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, I think about this uh, senator from Oklahoma. Uh, you know, uh, it, it, he's turning over in his grave. Um, at any rate, uh, I, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm thinking if I went into the dealership. Uh, and I'm, I'm basing my grade on that. I give them an F. Uh, the whole thing stinks. I got, a D, I got a D minus from Martha on Facebook, so you have uh, somebody right next to you. D minus is almost an F. Yeah. And let's see. I've got uh, Negan 1 with a D for fake MSRP and Cram 1624 with F for deceptive. Yeah, I'm going I'm to give them a D minus, and uh, I, I can't. In good conscience, uh, fail them and put them on the do not buy list. But uh, I think you know, the, I'm all. I wish people would get word back to Schumacher. I know Chuck Schumacher. I knew his father, and he's got a lot of dealerships now. You can't possibly watch all the stores carefully. Uh, and I think he just needs to take, you know, take a few minutes and study the situation at his uh, Volkswagen store in North Palm Beach. And talk to the people there, and anybody that knows the group out there, to you know, let them know. First of all, you 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 can never allude to a customer that the uh, addendum label is uh, is a, is the final MSRP. That's 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 illegal. Um, also, if you're trying to maintain your customers, you're you're going to have to come down quite a bit on your prices toward MSRP. Uh, you're way over MSRP when you take uh, was it three thousand dollar addendum and then fourteen hundred dollars in hidden fees. Uh, you, you're you're way way over. So you got to bring your prices down. Uh, I think if you want to maintain uh, the reputation, because other dealers will be doing it. And my guess now that Gunther is the one that probably will be taking a lot of your customers. So. Uh, Chuck Schumacher, if you're listening, or friends with Chuck Schumacher, take a look at that store. Um, can I address um, <clears throat> what you just said about Schumacher? You know, uh, you said that he can't uh, maintain all of the stores. You know, I'm sorry, I, I really can't swallow that. Here you have a person that has built his brand, his name, and everyone believes in him. And you read this mystery shopping report, and uh, I'm sorry, uh, as hard as we all work, and we know other deals dealerships to do also maintain your stores this isn't a time to take advantage of the consumer uh the you know the environment that we're living in right now it's not necessary really not necessary uh that's all i have to say anybody else do you have anything to add Stu's scratching his head i'm, <laughs> scratch, I'm scratching my head because it's uh i thought this would be you know a you know, clean cut thing but uh we're not all on the same page with uh, with uh, 
uh, a Schumacher Volkswagen. I don't know. I just uh, well, I feel the, bad about. I watch the commercials. You have to deal with the fact that most dealerships they are large, and Schumacher is, is yeah. one of the smallest chains. So uh, if you're going to deal with Penske Automotive Group or a Sonic Automotive Group, AutoNation, I mean, huge. So uh, this is a problem. Car dealers used to be mom and pop operations, and they evolved very quickly uh, to uh, three and four chains and six and eight chains, and now there are hundreds of dealers in the chains. And the problem of management is uh, is magnified uh, exponentially. And if you're one per owner of a group, uh, and you have to be responsible for three stores, it's harder. Six stores is harder. Uh, 200 stores is even harder. To find good management in all those stores is very difficult. So it's a challenge. It can be done. You put your name on it, uh, be careful because your name is important to you. Absolutely. My name's important to me. Everybody's name is important to them. Be careful out there, you dealers, who put your name on the dealerships. Branding. To know what's going on. Absolutely. And I think we're about out of time. Uh, that's our mystery shopping report from Schumacher Volkswagen. And remember, folks, uh, dealer fees aren't bad hidden fees are so uh it's a minefield out there i haven't said that in a while and uh you got to do your homework honestly uh i think that our uh, digital manager our manager <laughs> has uh, summoned me to did you say five four three four minutes okay i'm going to give it back to the recovering car dealer okay um what we'd like to do is hear from anybody out there that has a dealer that we would like to mystery shop and uh, i'm speaking mainly to your south florida or south florida audience uh, we do get out of the state from time to time but it's difficult and some of you out there that might be thinking about uh, maybe you had a bad experience with a dealer or maybe you're anticipating going to a dealer give us some suggestions of south florida dealers Maybe there's a unique situation that you want to tip us off to. We can investigate a particular situation that you felt you were subjected to. And you can text us at 772-497-6530. Or you can uh, use your anonymous feedback, youranonymousfeedback.com. Can't call right now because we have the phones down, but the text would be your best bet. 772-ARRY-CODE-497-6530. Six five three zero. Give us some dealerships out there in the South Florida area. I think, um, say from Orlando South to Miami, we can stretch out that far. Great idea. With, without too big of a problem. Yeah. You see, um, our listeners, um, our texters, our YouTube, you <clears throat> uh, are a very important part of the show. We really appreciate you. Uh, look at this uh, suggestion for the uh, for the column for you know people consumers with bad credit so we appreciate you and we want to let you know that you are an important part of the show folks we had a great show a wonderful time with all of you and we hope that we have helped each and every one of you stay tuned next week saturday morning eight o'clock we'll be right here have a wonderful weekend